0: Welcome to The Alternative Investor, the show where we discuss, debunk, and demystify all things about investing in alternative assets. All right, Brad. So today we're going to talk about how to source an off-market deal. Uh, Ooh. This is this is going to be fun. What do we mean by A lot this? of secrets here. A lot of just real solid trade secrets that we're going to share today. I can't so- believe we don't charge for this.
1: Jeez. <laughs> we don't? We're not making any money? All right. Uh, <laughs> what do we mean by how to source an off-market deal? Well, so it's pretty easy to go online and go to LoopNet or go to MLS and say, Hey, look, I want to find a deal and let's biz look. buy, sell. Yeah. Biz buy, sell. Let's just look online and let's pick one and and send the money and then we'll, we'll buy a, a deal here. But those deals are not quite as good usually as the off market deals, right? Yeah. Everybody, everybody's looking at those. Um, yeah. And oftentimes the ones that get listed, uh, can be the ones that nobody wanted to buy in a off market process or in a you know, lightly marketed process to, you know, a group of 10 people, 10 groups that, you know, do this for a living full time.
0: Yeah. So off market deals are, they're calling proprietary off market pocket listings. I don't know. There's lots of different words for these, but essentially these are opportunities to purchase a an asset, whether it's real estate or a business, that is not being broadly marketed to multiple groups. It's something you've unearthed yourself.
1: Yeah. And we've gone into, you know, what's the difference between off-market and an on-market deal before in a prior episode, but now we're going to get into the weeds on how do you actually find these off-market deals. And you know, there's a couple ways to go about doing it, but we're going to get into specifics on the data about digging through uh in real estate how to find owners and reach out to them yeah
0: and fair warning this is not
1: glamorous stuff right i mean this is
0: like scrappy kind of get in the weeds you know long hours lots of like internet sleuthing um yeah it's a lot easier just to buy an on-market deal frankly
1: yeah, this is not the uh, the part of the process that it's going to make the Wall Street Journal or um, a movie about private
0: equity. Yeah, no, this is not sexy. And most large private equity firms and large real estate private equity firms pretty much almost strictly buy on market deals or broker deals, deals that are being shot by investment bankers or otherwise that are sort of being broadly marketed. You know, a
1: lot of firms don't necessarily do this, and there's good reasons it's it's hard to do. Yeah, it's when you get to a certain size. It, you're going to end up seeing all the big deals, right? It's like every cuz the seller wants you to see the deals cuz they know you have the biggest pocketbook. But, you know, at this at, you know, call it sub 50 million dollar deals, often a lot of those deals uh, happen without a market process going going forward.
0: Yeah. Okay, let's well let's start with real estate. So Brad, you're the real estate guy here. Tell us how you guys find off-market deals at uh, in your firm.
1: Well, you know, like I said, there's, there's many ways to do it, but specifically, I think today we'll cover in how to go deep on, on the data and trying to find the owners of properties and reach out to them proactively. All right. So cool. Let's
0: start, start from the top. You you're sitting in your office. You want to start finding some off market deals. What do you do?
1: Yeah. So you first have to start by shrinking the universe, right? You can't just say, Oh, I'm going to go, you know, list every pop property in every market and start from there. You have to shrink the universe of what you're going for. So say you're you're looking for an apartment building. Uh, ideally, you want to look for an apartment building, a certain region, so you can narrow it even further, or you don't want to just say, yeah, I'll buy an apartment anywhere in the world. Yeah. So first figure out what the hell you want to buy. Yeah, figure right? out what the hell you want to buy. And so if you have that, you know what that looks like. You have a target and it's defined, then you try to shrink that data set down to a reasonable amount of um, you know uh, points that you could just focus on. So maybe it's you're filtering by the market, right? Just the state or the region. Hang on, don't skip over data set. What what data sets are you talking about? And how do you find this? Okay, you can you can filter by owners or you can filter by addresses. Those are the two most logical things
0: to filter by, right? But what are you filtering on? Where do you start it? Start us off with where are you getting the data, and before you even start filtering, you got to get the data, right?
1: Yeah. So the data you can you can buy lists of properties. You can buy a list of. Uh, ownership groups, right. With somebody that's already gone and proactively kind of found these and, and put them in a list and they sell them for a few thousand dollars. Right. Those are out there. Uh, and sometimes there's just, they're publicly available. Like, um, in the manufactured housing world, there's just a list that everybody has the passes around and a bunch of websites have it too. Of all the 50,000, uh, manufactured housing communities. You know what we should do? We should, we should put this on our website. Oh, We we should.
0: We should, uh, we should make some of this stuff available, so yeah, we'll we'll talk about that at, at the end of the show. But I think you know there's lots of online resources that can give you these lists or this data sets that Brad's talking about, and um, we'll kind of get you started if you go to our website. And we'll. Dashboard, about- nice. Yeah, that's so quick. How clever how we did that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All uh, right. So yes, yeah, so you get the data. Okay, keep going then. What okay. do you do with it? So you gotta yeah you know, filter that down. So. Either you go by you know things in that market, the demographics. Maybe it's population growth. You only want to go into markets that are growing. You don't want to you know markets that are tanking. Maybe it's the median home price because you only want a certain type of tenant that has discretionary income. Maybe it's the incomes of the overall you know people in that market, right? So you just gotta you kind of filter it down to uh, just a practical amount of targets. Yeah, because lots of these lists have thousands and thousands of names on them, right? Yeah, and there's people that that start off and they just say, you know what, I'm just gonna you know scorched earth. You know policy here. I'm just going to send a letter uh, to every one of these these people, these fifty thousand properties, and that way, you know, I'm I, you know, I'm going to send a ton, and so more more leads will come in. But what ends up happening is you, you end up you know getting fewer quality leads because a lot of times you don't have the right data, and and we'll get into that. But so you you start with that list, you filter it down. Then here's the hard part, right? That's the easy part. The hard part then gets into. Finding the correct information for the owners of these properties. Yeah, because the, these lists you're talking about are really just lists of the properties themselves, right? Like the most of the time, yeah. They're, yeah. Like I said, there's some property types where you can they, they'll actually show you, you know, okay, this is the ownership group that owns this asset, and yeah. so you can then filter by ownership groups. But then there, there's still an extra step in figuring out how to find the right person and the contact information for that owner group. So that's what we're going to get into next. So. You have either an address or an ownership group, and then you got to figure out, okay, how am I going to reach out to this person? Because what you don't want to do is just send a, a letter uh, to the property address, or and you don't want to just call the property because you're either going to get you're probably going to get the property manager. Yeah. So the property manager or the property manager company is going to open up this letter or throw get this away. call. And, Whoa, <laughs> that goes right in the trash. I yeah. could, but if this thing sells, I could lose a job.
0: Yeah, because they're not they're not the decision maker on whether to sell a property, obviously.
1: Yeah. And they actually have, they're disincentivized, right? It's like, I get money from this property in its current situation. Yeah. They who, burn those letters. Yeah. They don't who, even throw them away. Who knows what the new owners got? Maybe they have their own property management company. So those go in the trash. So that's useless. Uh, from a you know contacting the owner, it's just it's good from a okay where is this property at and where is it located? Do I even want to send this this property a letter? So once you figure out okay what is the actual owner, and you can do that by you you can go to the Secretary of State in that in that uh, in that's that uh, website in that that state in that county, and you can type in the the ownership entity, or you can type in the address sometimes, and you can you can find out that way. Yeah, by the way, I, I I'm guessing a lot of people aren't aware of that that you know that each
0: state has a Secretary of State obviously and those 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 folks maintain a website with a database
1: of all the businesses that are registered in that state and yeah, like California's pretty good. Like if you type in an entity in, in California's website, their Secretary of State website, you can pull up a lot of information on each of these entities and sometimes you can get the owner's name and address. Right? And so once you have that, you put it in your database and some people use Excel for this and some people use a you know, more complicated CRM, customer relationship management program to keep track of all this stuff, right? So then you have at least a property address or sorry, a, um, an address of the owner the, or the ownership group. And those are the people that you want to reach out to. You don't want to reach out to the manager of the property. Okay. So you got,
0: okay. So let me just make sure I'm following you. So you start with the data set that you buy online or you otherwise get online. You, you go to the secretary of state website, or you filter that down and then you find the sort of subset of properties you actually want. You go to the secretary of state website to find the owners. Now, if you can't find the owner on the secretary of state website, are there other ways of getting to the ownership?
1: Yeah, you can, you can go to first American title. We'll give the, like I said, we'll give the, the link on our website and the show notes, but First American Title has a specialized service, and this is a company that you know just keeps track of all the titles, all the properties, basically in, in America. Uh, they're by far the biggest, and they have a service where you can type in addresses online. Um, you got to pay for this service; it's not a ton of money, but you type in the address, and they'll give you information on most of the addresses, most of the counties. There's some, you know, counties that you know <laughs> haven't come into the 21st century and don't put this stuff online it's just in some drawer somewhere but they have most of the information so you can type in the address and pull up the entity click on a lot of the closing documents because this is public information and you can drill down and search through all these lengthy loan documents and you can figure out what entity and what person signed for that loan that sounds really annoying oh this is this is brutal work (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. And I don't do this work. No, you hire people. To yeah. Do. You hire the people to do this yeah. work or it's, a lot of people will do, you know, virtual assistants, right. And they just set it up and they, they write explicit instructions on how to do this. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to do this at
0: scale, out. there's ways of doing this, but yeah, you know, it's worth, it's worth probably trying on your own though for the first few times. Well, yeah, you have experience. to understand it.
1: And the, actually the hardest part is that, you know, some of when you can't find just easily on the secretary of state website, uh, the entity that owns this, this property, then it, there's a little bit of skill involved, right? It's not just a, you know, you know, crush this rock repeatedly over and over again that you can just outsource. There's, you got to get kind of tricky and do research. Yeah, and, there's like and online at, sleuthing. Yeah, there's like five different ways you can, you know, data sets you can go to or companies that you can try to figure this out. Uh, but once you do get that information, then uh, you could either send a mailer, which, you know, uh, I think we did once that wasn't very successful. Uh, because you get a lot of people who are like, oh yeah, please take this thing off my, off my hands. I hate you know it's not oh, yeah. working out. Yeah, it's there's just an a, adverse
0: selection exactly. So when you say mailer, like that's a letter or something like that. You yeah, see, you, you could send, send a, a letter, yes.
1: a postcard. These are mass mail merge. Sure, there's, there's plenty of companies that do this. All you, you you give them a list of addresses, and you give them your little letter or your file that you know whatever you want to send, and they make it happen. They stuff the envelopes, they put in the mail at discounted rate there's plenty of these firms and obviously
0: the, the more specific you can be here the better right so if you if you have a subset of 10 properties that you're really interested in you're able to write a specific you know a, a customized letter for each of those 10 properties
1: yeah your handwriting likely yeah yeah you're of, handwriting those and that's what I think when most people hear this process it sounds so overwhelming which it is if you're trying to do a large data set of properties but for plenty of people that just want to own a property down the, you know, in their market that they can drive to, this this is very effective. Yeah, there might only be 20 yeah. or 30 20 total or 30 targets. Total targets in your You can write set. Yeah. all of them a letter. Yeah. And explain. And, and Drive to their house. Yeah, and actually and buy those them are- coffee. Yeah, and those will- Don't you know, do that. <laughs> don't drive to their house ask, and give them coffee. For, ask for permission. <laughs> so those are way more effective from a closing ratio standpoint than the, uh, I'm just going to blanket, you know, mail 10,000 letters and yeah. see what comes in. Yeah. It just kind of depends on your strategy. So, okay. So then,
0: so you reach, okay. So you, you start with the data, you filter it down, you find the owners. You Now you have the owner's contact information. Somehow you reach out to them. And what do you, what are you generally telling them when you're reaching out to them? It's like, Hey, here's who I am. I want to buy your property, right?
1: Yeah. And some, you know, some mom and pop owners respond better to it. You know, it's an individual that they can talk to versus some big corporate entity. Yeah. Right? Uh, Cause mom and pop like to do deals with a handshake. I mean, you still got to do the contract, but they like to at least talk to the person, build a relationship, build some trust. You should
0: include a picture of yourself
1: here. You know, attractive most, guy. most people uh, actually do it. Like I get letters all the time from people that, uh, that want to buy our assets and most of them, you know, they're, they're just taking this initial strategy of just blanket. They're just sending a letter to everybody, right? Yeah. It's not customized at all. Uh, and lots of times they will be like their family on the postcard, which, you know, God bless them. They'll have their kids on there too. I wouldn't quite go so see, that's, far, but that's, weird. that's nice. It's a, little, <laughs> it's a nice touch. Here's my kids. This is my wife.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So then ultimately at that point, then it's just really a matter of sort of getting in touch with the owner and, and sort of get engaging in a dialogue with them. Right. And see if they're open to selling.
1: Yeah. And that, you know, obviously that's the most important part, but you've got to do all this legwork just to be able to make that first connection. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, you know, and we'll
0: provide more detail on our website, like we mentioned, but essentially, you know, some of the services that provide the data sets that Brad's mentioning and then sort of ways to get to your secretary of state's website or first American title or some of the
1: other stuff. Yeah. and it, this works, you know, I, we, maybe what?
0: we'll even give a sample, uh, sample letter or something. Ooh, <laughs> 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 Why not?
1: you guys can judge us on our
0: handwriting. Okay, cool. So um, yeah, I mean, it's so in private, on the private equity side, which is, you know, the side of the world that I've been in, we do this a lot. Uh, We really are trying to find an off market deal, a proprietary deal that we can engage the owner directly and and sort of start the process that way. Um, And so essentially, it's similar in the sense that there's two things we need to do, right? First, we need to identify the owners of the businesses that we're interested in buying. And then we need to get their contact information and reach out to them. Um, in terms of the owners, you know, usually at the size range of the companies that we're looking at, you know, five to 20 million revenue, five to 30 million revenue, oftentimes the owner is the CEO, not always. Uh, but essentially that's going to, you know, you want to go as high up as possible to find the owner. And we, so what we do is we use LinkedIn, uh, almost exclusively and LinkedIn is just fabulous for this in terms of finding private businesses. Uh, there's a, there's a version of LinkedIn or or sort of a, a tier called sales navigator, and I think it's like eighty bucks a month. It's you know it's super cheap. It's it's well worth it. Uh, but essentially, it has great search criteria, right? So it's not like your traditional LinkedIn that we all might go to on, on, on our, to manage our own profile. There's just a really incredible advanced search criteria we can put in, like, hey, here's the industry I'm looking for. Here's the state I want to search in. Um, you know, here's the size of the businesses that I want to surface. And so essentially, you could you know you can search LinkedIn and then you can get you know you basically you can find the companies that are kind of in, in your target set of what you want to buy. And then it's pretty easy to find the CEOs of those companies as well inside of LinkedIn. So again, LinkedIn Sales Navigator, we, I'll, I'll, post some, um, I'll post some information on the website about sort of how, we exa- how exactly we use it and how we use the search criteria. But that
1: is—I mean—it's just great. That for feels it. like cheating. It's—it's it's great. You I mean, private equity guys. I, I
0: don't know what people did ten years, 10, 15 years Good ago. I think
1: God. I think they just have a website with the contact info.
0: Well, so they so no. There's the actual contact information is not on LinkedIn. So that and that's what I'll get to next. At least at LinkedIn, though, you can identify who, the CEO or the owner of the business that you're looking to buy. Yeah, who's the target? And then in terms of getting the contact information, uh, you can, you know, there's basically three ways of getting in touch with somebody you know, you can phone them, you can mail a letter to them or you can email them. Um,
1: I guess guess that's
0: not true. There's probably 19 ways of getting in touch with someone now. Like you can LinkedIn connect with them. You can Facebook message them. You can WhatsApp them, but Twitter, you can tweet, them. you can tweet them. Yeah. But for, you know, for, I guess for simplicity's sake, let's just say email, phone and mailing address. We, in our firm, we, we almost exclusively use email to start off. And then once in a while, we'll leave voicemails as well. We have not tried mailing letters. I have heard that's effective. Um, you know, most people, you know, most people get bombarded with emails. And so I think they are more inclined to open, a, open an actual letter. And so the, I do think that's a good idea. And the more specific you can be in your outreach, the better, right? So ideally, you would actually craft a, sort of a you know, well-written communication, whether it's an email or a letter,
1: yeah, hey, that was specific to that company. Right? Totally. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, here's why I like your business. Here's yeah. who I'm. Here's who I am. Here's what we're trying to do. Um, you know, I'm, I've been looking in your industry, and I really like what you're doing because of the following reasons. The more specific you can be, the better. In fact, we we regularly get uh, responses from CEOs that are like, Hey, look, I usually delete these because they're sort of formulaic, but for whatever reason, yours kind of stood
1: out. And so, yeah. And that's the only letter that I've ever responded to was one that specifically talked about the property yeah what they wanted to do with it and use your name dear brad yeah Not, dear owner <laughs> <laughs> dear business owner yeah dear B.
0: Johnson. you're like oh, okay it's funny because I, I do know you know other folks that are searching for off-market deals that just go massive scale and they do buy lists online there's there's other places you can buy lists and you can get thousands of email addresses of ceos and you really you can blast out thousands of emails and say hey Here's who we are. We're looking to buy a business with this revenue criteria, this profit criteria. If you're interested in selling, let us know. And it's, so they
1: just spam the it, universe. Yeah, they
0: basically spam the universe, and it's and some of them have actually done quite well. So I don't, I'm not, you know, no judgment. It's just a, it's a different strategy. It's less targeted. You know, we prefer a more targeted approach, but
1: yeah. And I, I tend to think in real estate the guys and girls that do that strategy that just blast and they, they end up spending. Yeah, you know, I think it's like forty cents a, you know, a mailer or something like that. Maybe it's thirty-five. I forget what we spent, but. Uh, so they're, they're doing like 10000 you know, dollars per run to send to everybody. Yeah. Right? And I, I tend to think that they end up getting like pretty crappy deals. They can get a lot of them, but they're, they're not going to be the, you know, the deals that, that make or break your company. Um, and so I wonder if that's true for your world too.
0: Yeah, perhaps. I, you know, I definitely know of specific examples of, of other guys and girls that have bought good deals using this approach. And it kind of comes down to how you want to spend your time. Like if you want to blast a thousand people to get 200 responses, to kind of filter through those, to have, you know, 25 phone calls to find one that's interesting, you know, that's great. That's one approach. But if you want to blast 40, very high quality with very specific emails to get, you know, to get and spend, you know, get 20 emails back to spend, you know, talk to five to get one, you still end up with one. You just, yeah. have, it's just kind of a different way of getting there. That's interesting. So, you know, yeah. So, you know, a well-crafted sort of specific communication to the owner. And really the goal is to jump on the phone, right? The goal is to get on the phone and say, look, this is who we are. You, You know, this is what we're trying to do. We like, here's why we like your business. Are you interested in selling? And at that point, you know, once you've got on the phone call with somebody, then it's sort of up to you to, you know, sell yourself and sell your vision and, and, and sort of, you know, negotiate with them on, on the purchase. But that's, you know, that's how we do it. And it's, it's been effective for us. We've got a lot of great phone calls this way. Um, and it's, uh, you know, we, we we almost exclusively avoid bankers and broker deals, frankly, just because, um, you know, oftentimes, you know, given that we're not a big
1: private equity fund, we're oftentimes not the best position to bid on those deals. Yeah, I think the the phone thing is is critical because there's, most people don't want to get on the phone and talk to to owners. They just don't. They just want to, email is so easy. I know. So you got to get to the point where you're connecting with these people, especially if it is a, somebody who's retiring, right? They They grew up in a different era right? They're not going to want to do a bunch of deals on their baby that they, you know, they they grew from nothing for 40 years. It's a big, important deal. They want to talk to the person who's ultimately going to be taking that over.
0: Yeah, no, totally. And you know, we have a website and so oftentimes... You have a
1: website? Wow. (laughs) I know,
0: we're really modern. Oftentimes we find an owner, we'll get our email and then just do some research on us before replying or before getting on the phone with us, right? So they'll, they'll... Poke around on LinkedIn or poke around on our website, and I think you know. Obviously, you want to show well there, so that's oh, it's critical. Yeah, so they're more yeah, inclined a, to get. There's the a lot
1: that goes behind just being able to get somebody to call you, right? And that that is the the marketing side, the branding side that we've kind of talked for about in the past. That that ends up helping and supplementing the, these data strategies that we're telling you about.
0: Yeah. So. So that's it. You know, it's not it's definitely not magic. It's hard work and you know, I think you, you got to have a process that scales. Um and we will like I said, we'll put a lot of this up on our website so you can have some more specific resources to go to in terms of you know, hey, here's how we use LinkedIn, here's how we search, here's some of the here's some of the data sources that are available for real estate and private equity that are out there. Um so hopefully you guys find that find that valuable. What is the website? <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> so we have a we have a very long URL. It's there's a www in front of it, and then it's the thealternativeinvestorshow.com. <laughs> I think
1: the kids aren't saying www anymore. No, we don't I, say that. I think we
0: dropped that. com. Go there. I think this is going to be episode 23. Yep, 23. It's the number of my favorite basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> Karamis? <laughs> Scotty Pippen? I guess that could be LeBron or Michael Jordan now, though, right? Oh, that's so, a good point. Uh, you know, ultimately, yeah. Go to the website, find some more information. Get out there, be scrappy. Um, it is a fun way to turn over some some gems where they're not, you know, other
1: people aren't searching. Yeah, and most people don't want to do this because this is a ton of work, right? But this is this is the lifeblood of our industry. You you don't have a business, you don't have a private equity business in real estate or buying companies without having without having targets, without yeah. having inbound
0: leads. And if you're a CEO out there and I've emailed you and you're tired of me emailing you, um, just reply back and say, stop emailing me. <laughs> <Apologies>. <laughs> stop stalking me.
1: Okay. Good luck out there. All right. Happy hunting. Thanks for listening to the alternative investor. Since you've made it this far, you should take a second to subscribe to the podcast and join our email list. There you'll receive additional insights and insider access to the world of alternative investments. Just visit the alternative